Well, 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 let's get right into it this morning. We're going to talk, of course, it seems like we need to change our platform because somebody's using Zoom. We'll talk all about their earnings. We'll get into Occidental Petroleum. We'll take a look at that. It looks like there was a miss and a miss, but climbing back target. Looks like it was green. I'm starting to see it go red. Let's get right into the action. We got AutoZone. Who's fixing up their used cars? We'll take a look at JM Smuckers. A double downgrade on Dish. Twilio. Looks like somebody's buying in Twilio. And, of course, we'll talk all about Tesla's investor data is coming up. Looks like Tesla's getting the run. Will it get to 220 today? That's my question. Let's get into it. Of course, we got our guest today, Ryan Craver. We'll get into a lot of the earning stocks, retail stocks. Let's get right to the action. Rise and shine, traders. It's time for pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right. Good morning, traders and investors. Let's uh, let's take a look at the markets here. Let's take a look. Not at Target, but the S&P 500. They're up 14 handles at 4.002. Uh, buck quiet up a couple pennies, 104.65. Bonds down just about a half a point, 124 and 30, 30, 30 seconds. Uh, crude on the upswing, up a buck 50, 77.20. Gold headed towards 1,800. Cannot find the bottom. Down 950, 1850, 40. Silver in the 20 handle, down 14 cents to 20,645. Bitcoin futures, they're up 140 bucks, 23,585. Trying to build a base here at 23K. So bring in Triple D, bring in Money Mitch here and, uh, Got earnings, not not the you know not the big names, not the mega caps, but uh, certainly interesting stocks. Which uh, where do you want to go? Or triple D? Any observation from uh, yesterday's uh, price action? Again, we just are in, I believe, this choppy environment where you don't want to be chasing moves. And I know I sound like a broken record, but I do that because it's working. I think yeah. you can't get too bearish. I think you can't get too bullish. I think you just trade the chop. So. You know, we're a couple days ago, we're getting bullish and we're getting bearish. And then we're rallying yesterday. Oh, no, we're selling off. It was a choppy day again. It seems like nine out of 10 days right now are full of chop. And that's just because there's huge opinions on both sides. And I don't think we have a clear winner here yet. So keep playing the chop. That's what we're doing. I agree with that action. I played it yesterday and it was kind of hard for me to continue playing it because I, I do like to trend trade and like look for continuation patterns. But even yesterday was able to nail a day trade off of Google. And I will mention that Google was fighting that 90 yesterday, was able to trade it through that 90 for a little bit. But I sold it immediately into the range. And then what did I do? I actually traded Sox S after that just to kind of show you how much of the chop is out there. It just seems like we come to the top of the range, to the bottom of the range, to the top of the range, bottom of the range. So, yeah, play the chop, man. And it's it's almost like an expected thing for me now. I'm um, even looking for chop. 
And you got to play these key support levels there too. Um, you were pointing one out on the pre-pre-market show just before we get into the earnings because we'll be in the earnings parade in a second. But you're pointing out that you see buyers coming into Google around this 90. Mm -hmm. I think that's a predictable level that we've come down a long ways and you've had a couple of days of consolidation here, but it's kind, of, it's kind of finding support. You know, we can throw it to Joel too. I mean, the yeah. real support's down at 86 and a half, but it's not surprising you start to get into the 80s here on GOOG and you start to find some buyers down here at this old support that we had from early January. Yeah, and a little, just a little gap fill there. It exceeded it by just a little bit, right? You had uh, that gap fill by almost a buck here. Uh, quiet range yesterday. Uh, you know, just, you know, sometimes you just think that, uh, you know, like maybe it's going up, maybe there's buyers, but maybe no one's just selling down here, right? That, People that could be it too, right? Puked it out from, you know, 108, 109, just a little seller's exhaustion. Yep. And then, you know, your your longer term buyers are like, hey, yeah, I'll step in uh, I'll step in Google here. But really tight range. Wow, didn't even have a buck range yesterday, Dennis. Can you believe that? Three weeks and it wow. was down 18%. There was a lot of stocks. 18% on Google, though. That, that doesn't come down 18% often, right? Three straight weeks down 18%. It's in its own almost little bear market if it gets down 20%. Yeah, I mean, they're full on pricing in that Microsoft's going to take some market share, but then they've hit Microsoft too. And look, Microsoft's still consolidation station exactly. right where we talked about this 250. Yeah, we went down to 248. But Defending. you know, this isn't, this isn't like a pure, like, oh yeah, it's 250.01. 249.99 i'm stopping myself Stop. out you know nothing is that simple especially when you know decimals 100 pricing increments per handle plus all your sub pennies i mean you're never going to get it right on the button so you're ballparking it you know shopify too we've talked about this level the 40 well look a couple days lows in the same area here joel shopify's Why? trying to form yep. some support right where we thought it might at the 40 so you can see there are buyers emerging here the mm -hmm. question is you know, is there going to be follow through? Are they going to start stepping up or are we just, you know, you know, finding some support here and then we're going to get another wave down. That's still to be determined. But again, the choppy environment that we're in is how you're making money is just taking the small gains as you get them and obviously still keeping your losses trimmed, but being careful with your stops because right now if you're using tight stops, you're getcha. getting stopped out and everything. Just uh, just the last thing on Google before we move on to earnings, uh, and I like to look for this, and you know, especially the bigger stock, five day losing streak, right? Five day losing streak, right? Again, nope. could be six, could be seven, but you know, another really streaky stock. If you just love a stock that goes on streaks, it's uh, Nvidia, uh, and uh, that one holding the gap area at uh, two thirty. That's uh, the old resistance, new support. So uh, that's uh, that's it. Looking good. Yeah. And just to mention that, uh, just to mention Microsoft also has seven uh, days where it's in the red. So uh, really? seven, wow. seven days in the red for Microsoft. Also Google kind of doing the same. We'll see if we get a turnaround in those types of stocks. Let's get to our earnings stocks today. We got a lot mm -hmm. to talk about. Let's go to Zoom Video Communications. I talked about it. Joel's been even telling me we need to get back to the Zoom life. So who knows? Maybe we do. It looks like it. Uh, Q4 EPS at $1.22 beat the 80 cent estimate. Sales at $1.12 billion beat the $1.1 billion estimate. They did see their Q1 EPS to 98 cents versus an 84 cent estimate. All the kind of guidance looking forward is looking great here. Fiscal year 24 EPS to 418 versus a $3.65 estimate. So at least 
in the report. This is looking good. Uh, their enterprise customers were up 12% year over year. 3,471 customers contributing more than 100,000 in trailing 12-month revenue. And that's up 12, uh, 27% year over year. So at least from just the report, not my thinking, Zoom's looking good. And Zoom has had a low P for a long time. Everybody's just concerned the competition's coming, one-trick pony. All those concerns are valid. But when you're just looking, and sometimes this market is just simple Simon, lower PE, it's beat up pretty good. It's fine, found some support down the whole 72. Right now you get back up here to 77. Again, we're just in a trading range here, though. So it's hard to get really excited. It's hard to say, yeah, we're going to blast off. I think there's room to 81. I like the couple highs, Joel, stealing your uh -huh. analysis there, looking no. at the old highs. 80 to 81. I don't know where we went after hours, but if I was in it long, that's where I'd be looking to light now. Uh, excellent call there. Actually, after hours, you got to 80, 48. And uh, that splits the pair of highs here that you, you had back uh, on the way down here, back on the 15th and 16th. 80-43, uh, 80-80 were the two highs there. Uh, what I like about this report, you know, they're getting the big customers, the enterprise customers. And that, you know, that's really, yeah. you know, the little little guys like me that, you know, that have the Zoom uh, are not going to move the needle. But if you start transitioning some of the, the bigger customers, then, I mean... It's great. It's great moving forward. If you can blow through this uh, this 81 area, the high of the year comes into the 85.13 and the high close of the year, 84.66. Nice January run. Gave you a pullback, put in three, four lows in the same area and now had it back up. So Zoom looking okay today. Yeah, I think it's also important that it's already made that whole pre uh, that whole pandemic boom right back, right? It's back into 2019 levels. I think that's important too. There's just plenty of these stocks that pulled the whole 100% retracement from that massive boom that we were in. So at least in that case, you're back to those levels. All right, let's get out of Zoom. Let's go to one that I know Dennis was watching closely after the bell. Let's go to Occidental yeah, Petroleum. Sure. Q4 EPS at $1.61, missing the $1.80 estimate. Sales at $8.32 billion, missed the $8.66 billion estimate. But they did raise quarterly dividend uh, to $0.18 cents a share from $0.13 cents and announced a $3 billion repurchase authorization. Um, I sold half my position into the report because I was just nervous that they had been hitting oil stocks lately on the reports. You know, I'm all about pattern recognition. I'm all about relationships. I'm all about like looking at well, what have they done lately? And we've seen a number of oil stocks, a number of energy stocks actually report okay quarters and get hit on it. So I was a little bit nervous. I was like, yeah, I'll sell half. Um, so I held half and I have the full intentions of rebuying it. It's not selling off much here. And it did sell off a little bit after hours, but it's bounced back here. I still think you got Warren Buffett lurking below. So yeah. I like this from 56 to 58 for the simple reason that you've got Warren here. Now we're through the earnings report. I don't see this thing turning around and tanking here. The P is very low and you have Warren Buffett lurking and probably going to buy more if it goes down. You know, I'm just guessing. Obviously, we don't know for sure what Warren's doing, but he's got over 20% of the company now. He's bought multiple times when it's come down there at 56 to 58. So I still like it in this area. Yeah, it's the, the chart's not looking bad. The, the pre-market action, they got it up to after hours. They got up to 59.60, and then it was you know more of a uh, a sell-off here. Caught supported uh, 57.77. The only thing I will say about this chart, 
is it's not rocketing out of here. And a lot of times when you, you come to a support area and it's good support, you don't want to hang out there too long, right? Yeah. And uh, this is when you came down to 58 before, back in September. But I think war, I think there was a Warren buy here. So that was your catalyst. So you need it's a catalyst. It's all been Warren buys. Yeah, it's been Warren buys. And you haven't had that catalyst to, you know, to take it out of there. Uh, when I look at this chart, yeah, you can see the, the 58 level. But if you want to wait and try and buy the momentum, which hasn't necessarily been working as well, see if it can clear 60. I see three highs, and that's where it stopped in the pre-market, right? It's just, let's call it 59.70 to split those highs. So let's see, because, uh, you know, can I hold the 58, clear 60, and get back up into the mid-60s? Or do we got another leg lower here in Oxy? All right, I'll continue to watch. Also, I'm watching like XLE and Chevron to see if those reverse. Chevron yeah, had on. some news too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. What's the had... Chevron news today? I think it's, it's uh, up. an update towards their repurchase, but I'll, I'll look right yeah, quick. Yeah, they here. added to their repurchase. They added to it. <laughs> yeah, it was already too you know, big. You know, <laughs> they they said, you know what? We'll, we'll raise the share buyback outlook to 10 billion to 20 billion per year. You know, it's okay. <laughs> They did. They doubled in the it. Money, man. It's yeah, not they, a bad they, thing to own companies that are swimming in money. Doubled I'd it. like Chevron down here. Um, yeah, it on at this good. time. I actually we were already looking at it, right, Dennis? We had talked about this. It looked it looked sleepy down here. It looked like it could yeah, bounce there. I like it down here. I had a position on it overnight, actually. And I already sold it here because I just it was an arbitrage trade with the XLE. Worked out mm-hmm. well. Oh, um, nice. I was looking at 159, 160. Good support down uh-huh. here. PE is low. I think Warren's in this one too. I like Chevron down here. This is uh, the only thing. Yeah, you did get the pop. It's a little bit thinner. Uh, room up. You're, you're trading over 165. So things are thin on the upside. The next target for me would be 166.40. That fills a gap from the 16th and 17th. Uh, but right here, these arrows here, this is when they announced the, first, the buyback. It made <laughs> it, made it almost it, it tried to make a new all-time high. But it just missed that day. They bought the living daylights out of it. And then then the next day, they had earnings. And the earnings were good. Remember, we were like, why You know, why don't they just do everything at once? So the earnings hit it. Uh, I agree with you guys. Good support here. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get up and at least fill the gap today at 166.40. All right, let's keep going. We'll go to the next major stock, of course, Target. Who's shopping at Target? Let us know in the chat if you guys shopped at Target this quarter. Uh, Target's Q4 EPS at $1.89 beat the $1.40 estimate. Sales at $31.39 billion beat the $30.72 billion estimate. CEO Brian Cornell in the release cited a very challenging environment with groceries, beauty items, and household essentials lifting sales as consumers focus on necessities. Comparable sales expected to have a low single-digit decline to low single-digit increase for fiscal 20, uh, 2023. Uh, they did see their Q1 EPS to $1.90 versus the $2.14 estimate. So it seems to me like they were kind of cautious on their guidance here. Same as and Walmart. And that's kind of what they stated in their report. They did the same thing as Walmart. Um, the quarter was fine. Walmart's quarter was fine. And then they were a little bit cautious here going forward with the guidance. And then we know they turned around. They started buying Walmart off of that afterwards. But then they sold it back off. So kind of his back to the same spot it was right after the earnings report here. Target popped up substantially on this. Yeah. This is just the environment we do not chase 
I mean, in some cases, chasing works, but in most cases, it seems like it doesn't work. And if you hold on long enough, it really doesn't work. Here you are, target pops up almost eight bucks on the report and gives it all back before the opening bell. Not the same market that we were in when it was the kind of, even if they missed, they were going up, right? No, we're, we're not in a bull market here anymore. And I, and we were from October to January, we're definitely in a bull market. We have now moved into a sideways market, not a bear market, just sideways, but definitely not, you know, just silver lining. Oh, they miss. We buy them anyways. That ship has sailed. We're kind of now needing to see more. And they're actually hitting stocks when their guidance isn't great. The guidance wasn't great here, but they originally bought it just because, ah, they're just at Walmart. It's the same thing. And you know what? All of a sudden, everybody's thinking a little bit more. The guidance was not great here. Uh, boy, oh, boy. It, there's a couple different things. If you would have if you would have been holding out for this high, almost back to the high of the trading range, 177.29 was a daily high, and you got to 176.88. So that wouldn't have done you any good. Uh, look at the bottom, uh, the bottom chart here, and I'll make it a little bit bigger. Uh, since this thing tanked, it's really been since the Early in 2022, you, you've been in a trading range, and albeit 140 to 180. You're kind of in no man's land here uh, at this 166.50. Mm-hmm. I would say you got to get green on the session. And then above one, if it got above 170, it has a chance. But the fact that it gave back all those gains probably got some people caught, right, that bought it on the momentum. Uh Algos. Yeah, I'd use yesterday. Ooh, one sixty-five forty-eight. I'd be careful if it takes that out. You got some room down to one sixty-three. So I'd be I'd be cautious on this one. If it I, does I really, it, if it takes out yesterday's. Luck. I think a lot more chop. I think Target's going to have the chop, just like the market has the chop. Playing chop. Yeah, um, the monthly chart tells me that it can go lower because it's just a bearish consolidation pattern here and it can't get back above 176, like 60 area, just slightly above that. Um, You see three wicks on the monthlies there, but nothing really closing past that 176 area. So we'll see if it comes back towards 150. That's where I'd be concerned that it could crack the lows. All right, let's get out of target. Um, let's keep going. Let's go to AutoZone. Um, I wanted to take Get a look the at zone. the AutoZone. Yeah. Who goes to AutoZone? Let's go and take a look. EPS, $24.64 beat the $21.91 <laughs> estimate. Sales at $3.69 billion beat the $3.56 billion estimate. And I still say this, and I'm always going to say this, man, I should have been working at AutoZone when I was in high school, taking all the shares that I could have got. Because, man, this stock has been an absolute beast for an investment. Quietly been one of the best performers in the past decade. And here you are still up near highs. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And I'm not talking about this earnings report. But that this these kind of companies, if you're getting tighter for cash, do well, you know, auto parts. And, you know, because people are fixing their cars. So I think, you know, at AutoZone, and you can also, you know, the O'Reilly, this is a big three, AutoZone, O'Reilly, and AAP, which reported as well. Those stocks actually hold up not that bad during tougher times because people aren't buying brand new cars and they're fixing up their old cars. They're, oh, let's get that part fixed. Let's do that. I want to buy the $100,000 truck. Let's just keep fixing this thing. 
So these stocks actually are often resilient during tougher times. Just fabulous. AAP has been a little bit of a different story. Yeah. AutoZone best of breed all the way. AAP has come down substantially from the lows. That one, that's just, an, and then O'Reilly, let's look at it too, kind of look yep. at them all together. Yep. Or LY is more of the, it looks like more of the AutoZone story with the stock charts just straight up. So I don't know, maybe AAP, maybe they're eating their lunch. O'Reilly, AutoZone, I'm not sure. I don't follow the sector close enough to know the yeah. difference here, but definitely AAP looks a heck of a lot different than the other two. You know what I would do? If I, I, why don't we take an activist stake in AAP and hire someone from AutoZone? Like, get go go try like the top person there and just give them a bunch of money and say, We want to replace board seats, we want this guy because big difference in the charts. This auto zone, I mean, what sticks out to you? Not on the dailies, on the monthlies, 2600. I mean, that that's the area. Uh, I'll just give you the highs from uh earlier in the week, right? It right just under 2606. That's a big number. That's a you know, that's a, another potential breakout. And coming back on the downside, looks like decent support. You got a parallels uh, at the twenty five forty area. So if you're playing a twenty five hundred dollars stock, those are your levels twenty five forty and twenty six oh five. Spinner making a good point. AutoZone does a lot of buybacks, and I do see that as well. Mm-hmm. There is a trend, and remember, you know, you can say buybacks and like ah, dividends pay me, but buybacks do bring up share price because those EPS goes up. You bring down the outstanding shares, the earnings stay st- stay the same. The EPS goes up. I mean, Apple's main reason for why the stocks went up so much has been the relentless buybacks that this company has mm-hmm. had. So AutoZone, there's a number of companies that have really benefited from buybacks. And uh, these two, AutoZone Apple, are two of the companies that buyback stock continuously and obviously have pulled up a lot better than other stocks sometimes. All right, let's go and talk about the stock that got the motor going or maybe the batteries going yesterday. Tesla's Investor Day coming up, team. We got to keep an eye out on Tesla uh, Musk, of course, is expected to take the stage on the investor day. And like Dennis always says, he, he doesn't talk down his stock often, no, right? No. He makes a lot of lofty promises, right? Yes. And it seems like he's making another one. He's saying that the Master Plan 3 is going to be released here. And I'll show you guys it from a tweet that he put out. And he, so he's he's focused on his investor day. He said the path to fully sustainable energy future for Earth will be presented on March first. Uh, I don't think he took it lightly. I don't think what he is, took it lightly. Blow that up again so I can read that. I have to read yeah. that myself. Oh man! The, the path to fully sustainable energy for Earth will be presented. So he, you're you're absolutely correct. He is the person, the CEO who talks the talk. I don't know if he can walk it, but he does a pretty good job overall on that as well. But his goals. <laughs> Or like normal CEO's goals are here. His are like ten times a normal CEO. Yeah, you know, he wants you know, to save mankind. He wants to die on Mars. He wants to run automation. He wants this guy <laughs> is maybe the most motivated person on the planet, and that's a good thing. And that's you know why I've always said I love Elon Musk. I very much respect him. Um, I've never loved the valuation of Tesla, although when it got down to $100 at 30 times earnings, it wasn't getting that bad. And in hindsight, capital is 2020. We all should have loaded up. Now you're back at 57, 58 times earnings. And it's like, okay, well, it's getting a little bit tougher. But you know what? He keeps growing the company. He may grow into these valuations too. 
Hard to argue with him. The one thing, though, is your point you were making too, Mitch, is he really talks everything up. And he's, you know, here's you know, the plan for the earth. If it's anything less than that, sometimes you get the buy on the rumor, <laughs> which is today, yeah, and the sell on the news event that, hey, this didn't say we were saving planet earth, or this isn't exactly what, you know, you were pitching out there. So I do think you're going to get a run up ahead of the event. They typically do run ahead of the event. We do have the catalyst here. Tesla to 220 looks possible to me if the market holds up ahead of the event. Um, I don't know if I want to hold it through the event. Trading range, a little bit of a trading range here. Uh, good, good, Jan- good January, like a lot of these other stocks, but really didn't give it up in February, like a lot of the other stocks did. So, uh, big run up, uh, big consolidation here for for Tesla. So you gotta, you know, the, you gotta assume that if you can clear this two twenty area, this is sticky. You're only at two eleven thirty five. High of the move came in at uh, 217.66, but uh, I'll give you an intermediate number uh, to give you ahead of that. And I, I would just, you got to improve on this 214.24 close. That's a high close for the year that hasn't gotten there yet. Look like you have some patient sellers just above 212 in the market, uh, in the in the pre-market here. But uh, 214.24, and I, I find from like different stocks, you know, you can look at double bottoms, you can whatever. For this stock, and Mitch, we were talking about the the year end close for the longest time, and I don't know how we took our eye off yeah. it, but the year end close was one twenty three eighteen, right? First day of the year, Citigroup, oh brilliant Citigroup comes out and gives it a sale. It loses fifteen bucks that day, goes down to one hundred four sixty four, and then boom, that yeah. was it. So. Keep an eye on that high close for the move. See if it can improve on it today over or over the next couple of days. Yeah, and I think that a, a lot of people will be kicking themselves that they didn't grab Tesla down there. I know I was, wasn't was looking at 100s, but I was looking at 134 because that was kind of the price from the early split, but went through there like butter, and then I couldn't make the move. So I, I, I think a lot of traders were struggling with that one, Joel, especially after you get analysts to put a sale rating right after yeah, that. Yeah, that was right? Citigroup. I it's, just, that. it's tough. It's tough, right, to buy off of a, when the same day you got a sale rating. So that just goes to show you, right, as investors, we got to make our own decision, right? Not going to have to be relying always on these analysts. Oh. They might lead you yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, you can rely on them to do <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> more like it, right? Um, but yeah, Tesla for me, 220 is definitely in reach. And the next resistance for me after that is around the 230 area. I don't know if you see that on the charts, Joel. So definitely going to be looking to see if Tesla can get up there. But I mean, how much more can it go really from here? Um, I think even if you got to the 230s, that's another 10%, right? But remember, we have come from January. I mean, this has been a 92% move. So Maybe you get the 100% move, but I, I don't know how much further we have. So just keep that in mind, Tesla traders. It can always pull back. We'll see what happens. This market has been the take your money and run type of market. So we'll find out. Uh, just real quick, we're we're, and we're struggling just above 4,000 here. We got to 0375. Not much up there. Um, 
my number for the week is 404, 4,004. So until we can get a sustained bid or at least a close above there, I, I'm still kind of leaning a little bit neutral to short. But it, the bull, the bulls can prove they can, uh, they can get a good, nice settlement over uh, four, you know, over 4,000, 4,004. Um, also, if you want another really good number um, on the uh, on the upside, are we? Mitch, did I did you check the Slack here? Oh no, I'll check right now. Where did I? Oh no, I just Dennis, you were gone there for a second. Yeah, sometimes I sneak away. We got a crisis here this morning, the kid. So I don't. Parenting must be the hardest job in the whole world. I remember you warned me about this. So we had this new thing. The boys figured out. So he was sick for a couple days. So he stays home from school. So now every time we get ready to go to school, oh, I'm sick. I don't feel good. So ah, the old like, classic, I don't feel good. Yeah. So you don't know. Like he he struggles with constipation. So sometimes he doesn't feel good, which you yeah. know. But now he can use that as an excuse almost every single day and trying to get out of school. So you know, you're here, here, and he's like losing it. He's bawling. I don't feel good. I don't want to go to school. I don't feel good. And you don't know what to believe as a parent. Like, how do you like? When is it true? When is it not true? That's tough. I'm, so anyways, you know, I can hear him screaming outside my office here. So I just went out there just to see how he was doing. And my wife's got to run the other girl to the bus stop because we have two kids. So then I was just trying to deal with him. Uh, and I don't know what to call. So literally, he is sitting there on the couch right now saying his stomach hurts and he doesn't want to go to school. So you know what? I, 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 I think there's a 90% chance that his stomach isn't that bad. But he can almost make your stomach hurt. When you're nervous about going to school and you don't want to go to school and you know you're at this stage, you can make yourself your stomach hurt. So you know what they used to do to me, tough, Dennis? Man. They used to tell me, "Well, you don't feel good. Well, we're taking you to the doctor. We'll have you at the doctor all day." Well, he'd be and I'd fine be like, "Oh that. no, I'd be good." I'd no, no, he'd be, he'll be yeah. fine with going to the doctor if you could get out of school. Can I, so. can I? Can I just uh, a little bit of a parenting advice here? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, sometimes, I need advice here. Chad, help me out. We need the wisdom. No, no, I some that you know Emily, you know, used to pull that trick, and it was a little, a little bit of a, a different time and everything. But I, I would, I would try like you know, Spencer. Maybe you don't need to go to school anymore. Maybe maybe we'll homeschool you. And you can just stay home and He'd love you know, that. mom and I will teach you every day. <laughs> and then he'll be like, My friends, Jim. You know, it just try it. You know, if he takes you up on it, then you know, then you gotta kind of do I'm gonna be a traitor. I'm a sometimes you got Dennis, you're always good at doing like the opposite. So do the opposite. Say, you know, you don't Find need the turn, to, yeah, man. I Find mean, you're going to homeschool you. Stay home. Or you can get a job. He's a, The problem is, Joel, is we already went through a pandemic, and we already <laughs> did a year of homeschooling, and he liked it. Uh, he liked, so that's not going to work here. Oh, so we already oh, have man. done this for a year because we know he's obviously, a de- you know, he's, we he's didn't have pandemics. Son, ah, okay. He's definitely ago, your son. We do have them, so. <laughs> It, it's a challenging parenting is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Trading is a joke compared to parenting. <laughs> okay, a complete joke. That, that, you need to you need to be following Sally. She, she told you contrarian parenting, man. <laughs> Come on, you know it, man. <laughs> Mitch, yeah, you, you did. Tony, eventually, you're going to be on this road here, and you'll be like, "Holy, oh, it's a mystery." I can barely time. handle myself still, but yeah, it's a mystery half the time. I think it's it's uh it it's hard. It's just uh, a hard time. I mean, I give uh, I give kids like a two year free pass, like every kid, like every kid between like, 
you know, four, you know, two, three, four, and like twenty, like two, you get two years free. Like they gave the college basketball players another year of eligibility because that's what I, I think they get a, a two year free pass. So tell me, you can sit a couple years out of school, get a job, you know, make some money. No, he like that. Really. He loves money. None of that's gonna work on okay. him. This boy is I'm too out. smart. <laughs> He's too smart. He's need, ready for it. I need the, I need the, the, the method to get him to go to school in the next 20 minutes. School starts at nine. So he's missed the bus now. Fully missed the bus. The bus came in at 30, but school doesn't start till nine. So, so then he's only guy. a seven minute drive. So we can easily, Laura's going to easily be able to drive him to school. How do we get him in the car? Happy because he started getting him off the couch and he starts wailing and bawling. My stomach hurts. You know, it's just. I, I got you. No school, no hockey. That, that 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 used to do it for me. No baseball this weekend. Oh, I'm going. To I didn't like hockey either, though. I've been forcing hockey down them too. Rather oh, just sit. the man, problem is the kids it. nowadays. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find yeah. it. It's difficult. all right. Let's go. To, all right, this isn't dear Abby here. Come on. Yeah, let's, let's move to on to Scott. Actually, the chat is liking the chat's like, trying to help me here. <laughs> oh, they're loving it. They're loving it. Yeah, the we, I got no problem with it. But I, I think what we can do is we can go straight to our guest today. I know he's ready in the back. Let's get right to the action. All right, we got Ryan Craver here, retail expert and founder of Comrades Canal. Welcome back on, Ryan. Thank you. Sorry, for Ryan. Were you, were, you, were, you, were you listening uh, before you came on? Do you uh, do you have any kids? Do you have any parenting advice for Dennis? Well, so I have no advice because um, obviously <laughs> I'm at home today. We had a little dusting in New York City, so the entire city shut down. So <laughs> kids are here at school. So I apologize for the setup. But definitely no advice. I am, my hands are shaking because I'm I'm thinking back to the, the time at which I spent at home and had kids here every single day. So I can't wait to get back. To, I can't I can't get can't wait to get back to work tomorrow. I can't wait to get back to work. We're all of our jobs. That's awesome, Ryan. Ryan, let's take it to retail here. You're the expert. Let's start right with Target here because it's the big report from this morning. Um, yeah. Stock was trading higher initially on the report. Has went to the red. What did you think? What did you like? What didn't you like? I think Target had a pretty duff, difficult quarter, right? So keep in mind that a lot of this was already priced in. They had been lowering multiple times in terms of expectations for not only profitability but also for um, revenues and comp sales. I think you're seeing the impact of not having a strong grocery business, whereas Walmart on the other side of the street uh, has a very strong uh, grocery business and saw some decent comps. Um, keep in mind that uh, Target originally came out and said that they were going to have an operating margin that was significantly higher than this. They came out two quarters ago, said they had way too much inventory. They've obviously paid to get rid of that inventory and what we're seeing in the operating margin but i don't i, I don't like target I, I really don't like target i think these numbers are really really poor um and i think if brian cornell doesn't turn the corner on on this in a couple quarters i i think there's probably going to be either some activism that comes in to ask for his head or um you know they're going to need to make a change um but i think it was pretty bad what about Walmart in contrast? We heard from them about a week and a half ago. Similar thought process. They're earning their, this quarter is okay, and then they were a little light on you know, their guidance there, maybe just being conservative. 
did you like the Walmart quarter, or is it similar concerns? What what did you like about Walmart that you maybe didn't like about Target? I like Walmart mainly because the comp was a, a lot better due to grocery, right? So the grocery business uh, naturally has its inflation baked into it, so you're going to see yeah. the the increase in in overall comp sales. Um, I thought it was solid. If I was to pick between the three big boxers, I'd probably put Costco number one, Walmart number two, and then three would be Target. Maybe we should talk Costco. It's going to report on Thursday. The stock is kind of just going sideways here ahead of the report. Now, seeing the Walmart report, seeing the Target report, how does that make you feel going to Costco numbers? Yeah, so I do have some Costco. Um, I do have it set to a stop right around that uh, 490 or, excuse me, 485 range. I probably wouldn't hold it into earnings, but if they do come out with a, a strong comp, I probably would buy into it. I think it continues to perform. Um, they are they are the one that you're going to continue to see slow store openings, but more productive stores that they do have. They've also started to truly figure out e-commerce. So I believe that if you're gonna if you're gonna go big box, that's the one to hold and own. We're on the line with Ryan Craver. He's our retail expert over at Commerce Canal. Uh, tracking the, uh, the always difficult retail market, but let's let's get to the big dog here, uh, Amazon. Uh, just, you know, had a decent January, falling off here in February, a lot like the market, a lot of like a, a lot of other stocks here, but, uh, you know, the implications from the Walmart earnings, from the Target earnings, I and mean, also I see Amazon going into brick and mortar too. So uh, give us your take on, on Amazon. Yeah, obviously talking my book because that's a significant portion of the business that we do. And my wife, candidly, is on the uh, AWS side of the business. So um, know that going into these comments. But I think when you look at Amazon and where it is right now, pre-pandemic, where they were um, versus today, it really hasn't built any of that growth into the numbers. So. The slide you're seeing here is a slide that we put together every single quarter as we see the earnings. Obviously, we've seen a considerable decrease in the overall product sales and services, but the thing to keep in mind here on Amazon is as the AWS business slows a bit, still growing 20% or so, you're going to see the seller's fees continue to rise. So I think it's probably the third slide um, that I shot over. Yeah, perfect, perfect, right there. So you you start to see that that green portion, which is advertising. You're seeing that up 24%, 23%. The third party seller services, which is the sec, the third uh, box in with the uh, lighter orange, that is a significant portion of business. So yes, the online sales are poor. They were down two percent, including FX, but They've never been a good retailer. We've always known this for years and years and years. We said they made no money in retailing. They still don't, but they do have this three-legged horse in third-party seller services, advertising, and AWS, and they are continuing to gain share. You see the Walmart weakness in their e-commerce. You see the Target uh, weakness in their e-commerce. Guess who's picking it up? It's these guys. So I like Amazon here. 
And again, talking my book. That, what, about, I, what about the valuation? And this is what, you know, I'm in a little bit of Amazon here, but it scares me to add to it because, you know, you look at it trading 40 or 45 times. I mean, is that really where it's trading, though? I mean, because obviously, you know, this is a business that obviously continues to invest in itself so much that, you know, we've had analysts on here before arguing that they could make more money if they want to, but they're just continually reinvesting in the company here. What do you think about the Amazon valuation? I think the largest portion of their investment in terms of the logistics infrastructure happened over the last two years. So I think I think they will continue to invest and they'll continue to play games with the numbers based upon what they'd like to show to the street. I think they're going to have to show some rosier upside in these next couple quarters because of look look at where they're trading. But valuation aside. We've been saying that forever. It's obviously come down pretty considerably and they continue to gain share. So it's probably not a big concern of mine. I just, I, I can't fathom how far down they are today versus where they were pre-pandemic given how much share they've picked up. Well, Ryan, do they, how do they look on the international growth side? How's that outlook for Amazon? Fair point. And if you want to pull up, I think it was maybe the second slide. International, they have struggled with pretty considerably. Um, they've posted several consecutive quarters of negative growth. I think if you look at the individual countries, they really struggle in India. They've never, ever, ever been successful in China. Um, so I think knowing that they've never been successful in China, it's never been baked into the numbers, that's not a concern. I do think they will continue to struggle in India for a while. It's nowhere near the monopoly duopoly it is here in the U.S. Um, but I think that it's it's given the size of the business that it is as an overall percentage of the business. I'm not so concerned about it. I would be concerned if those three previous services stopped growing, if AWS stopped growing, if advertising stopped growing, and if the seller services stopped growing in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Germany. I think we'd have some pretty, pretty. What do you think they? Uh, what do you think they struggle in China? Alibaba, Tmall, Pinduoduo. Yeah, competition. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, years ago they made an investment, uh, pretty sizable investment, and it never really took hold. Um, you know, Alibaba at that yeah. time was just a much better operator, and then you layer on JD.com. You layer on Alibaba's version of Tmall, which is their higher end stuff, and then Pin Duo Duo just kills it. It's a different customer there in terms of how they do the shopping. In the US, a lot of it is you know, destination based. We will come to the browser, we will come to the mobile phone, and we will go directly to the site or directly to the app. There, there's a lot more social um, selling, and it's just it's it's not something that's in their blood. Okay. What about, uh, you know, as the, you know, as an investor, you know, you look at, you know, potential things that could come out of a company. And when I look at like Amazon and a lot of other companies, just the over expansion, right. During COVID, right. They, they did it with the workers and then they did it, uh, with the warehouses or anything. I mean, you know, could there just be like one, you know, looming, you know, you know, right off, you know, something just comes out of the blue. I mean, they did have the layoffs. I know they're probably giving up some space that they, um, 
you know, that they needed before. Uh, do you think that that, you know, that's a, a justification for, you know, maybe being a little cautious on the stock or not? I, uh, yes. So they've got looming uh, warehouse issues with unionization. They've got issues with way too many warehouses. However, I would counter that with they're the only retailer that can deliver same day, next day, or two day. And they will continue to take their business away from UPS. They will continue to do their deliveries at a faster, more economical, dense way than what they were doing of years past. So could they have some major write-offs? Could they potentially do some major closures, maybe internationally? Yes, but look, the money's got to go somewhere within retail. And I think Amazon is the one that picks up the most of it. Excellent. Now I have an important question. Of course, we've been seeing the thematic theme now of AI. How could this play into some retail stocks? Any opportunities you see out there for companies that could truly take advantage of this? So um, AI is something that in, to some degree, many have already been doing. I think, I think what's interesting for me for AI for retailers, brand marketers, sellers is what's going to happen on the advertising side of the business. So if you remember the last time we spoke, we said there's only so many ways to drive interest in your demand, whether it's Google, Meta, Bing. Um, and I think it's more interesting there. I don't think it's as interesting for the retailers running their own business. I think it's the way in which they market. Meta, last time I told you, I thought that Zuck was doing a massive head fake with his statements about what he's spending to build out the metaverse. Um, what we're seeing from our side is clients are moving more and more of their spend back to Meta. So we saw this massive shift, shift over to TikTok. Um, we're seeing a lot of it coming back to Meta. We are seeing a little bit of a slowing in overall Google numbers. I think Zuck's going to figure it out, right? So the big, like, like we talked about last time, the big transition to mobile, I think he's going to figure it out. And whether it comes packaged in AI or if it comes packaged in another way, um, I, think, I think we're going to see a pretty sizable share gain. You mentioned Baba there. Uh, boy, come back down here. I mean, very hard to invest with the political situation, geo geopolitics, uh, low, you know, low valuation down here. It came back a lot of that move since uh, November. Any thoughts on Alibaba? Well, uh, Munger's out, and he also doesn't like Bitcoin, right? So we should all be out. Um, I think that. Uh, Baba will continue to grow for this foreseeable future. I do think it's quite cheap relative to its growth prospects. Um, they're a beast, right? They are the Amazon version. They've got cloud. They've got everything related to marketplace. They've got everything related to logistics networks. So they are very, very strong. With that said, I do think that what Pinduoduo is currently building in the U.S. is pretty interesting. So if you remember, we had a little app called Wish that sold a lot of cheap product. 
Pinduoduo's version is called Timu, and they launched it in September. Uh, and it's just obviously you either saw the Super Bowl ad or you didn't. Yeah, the Super Bowl ad. But in in November, it really took took hold. It's been in the top three shopping apps on both the Google Play Store and App Store for uh, for several months now. So PDD, take a peek. Yeah, it's Citron, actually. I don't know if you saw the report pumping that Wish stock um, about a week and a half ago there where you can see the big candle. If you look at the church, it all went from $62.07. That was Andrew Lefton. He was talking about that Super Bowl ad for the Pinduo Duo product, and he's like, well, Wish has a very similar business there and has a ton of cash, so he thought that this was you know, the stock to be, and obviously it got the big Citron pop, and since then a week and a half later it's had a really big drop here so not sure it's working but um i don't know do you follow that context logic that wish stock we used we used to we used to sell on wish uh we pulled out uh, a while ago so we we got a little serious about it back when they picked up the lakers sponsorship you know how they were on the jerseys and stuff on the jerseys um most of our brands just couldn't make money um, expectation of the, the users was that it was much lower price points, so we couldn't make it work. Um, I would think that Timu is using, or excuse me, Pinduoduo is using Timu as their Trojan horse into the U.S. market. So they're coming in, you know, at a much lower price point, but over time that will be their way in which they sell higher price point items so that bigger brands like Nikes and New Balances and those guys jump onto it. That's my assumption, but I think that's years away. Wish, steer clear. Can't sell on it. Too cheap. <laughs> and it might take you a couple of weeks to get the items too. I know I've ordered one item on <laughs> Wish and it took me like four weeks. Really? I forgot about the item and then it showed that's up on my house. I was like, oh, it's finally here. <laughs> it's not Amazon? <laughs> you know how it goes. Well, appreciate you like always, Ryan, giving us yeah, all different content. type of outlook, Target, Walmart, Amazon. We took the look into AI and, of <clears> course, <throat> talked about even Wish. Come on, guys, get the likes up. Appreciate you coming on today, I'm Ryan. Like, get out there and shovel those streets in New York so you can get to work. And get those kids <laughs> to school. That's what you get the kids to do, right? <laughs> Have a good one, Ryan. Have a great day. Sorry, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. All right, let's take a look into the market. How are we looking, Joel? We we lead. I don't know. Uh, I was looking. I don't know if there was some Fed head out there talking or what. The Goldman CEO talking about what it was. We had a little bit of a soft, but it's really really choppy this morning. Yeah, we very. didn't get quite bad. We didn't get quite back to unchanged. Like, where's the catalyst in this market? Like, what do we? You know, what do we have? Do we have a jobs number on Friday, Mitch? Because it, it's coming up yeah. early in the we, week. I, I, we have we... so many. I, I like uh, Earnings is, is so interesting. You always think about the first five or six weeks of the quarter. Here we are with two months in. And we're... there is hundreds of companies reporting here still. Are we just have more companies? Because I just, are they spreading it out more? Because usually I always thought when we got to retail earnings season, that starts to slow down. And we're in retail earnings season here now, but there's just a ton of other companies reporting this week too. And then you throw the Tesla Investor Day on top of it all. But on Wednesday, we're getting all the cloud stocks, Snowflake, Salesforce, uh-huh. Okta, Splunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting Dell later on this week, Broadcom, like non-retail stuff, Zscaler, VMware, which is supposed to be getting taken over. You got the charge points, you got Marvell Technologies, you got Budweiser reporting on Friday. 
tonight. You got a pile here too. So your catalyst is just a ton of earnings still here mm-hmm. reporting. Um, obviously they've been mixed. You know, we've seen some lowered guidance. We've seen some sl- slight guidance where, you know, they've bought the stocks anyways, but we're in farther into the earnings season now where it seems like when the guidance is light, they're actually hitting the stocks. So I feel like we've been in an earnings season a long time. Uh, no jobs number on Friday. Uh, we do have uh, the PMI coming out. So because of the transition in the early Friday, uh, there'll be uh, no jobs number. Uh, what is sinking NCLH, Mitch? Earnings? Yes, earnings, of course. It looks like it got called back to port. No, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Line Q4 EPS at a loss here, missing it's at a loss of a dollar four, missing the eighty-five cent loss estimate. Sales at one point five two billion, beat the one point five zero billion estimate. We'll see. I mean, I think these stocks have been running pretty significant for the year, so it doesn't look like it's too bad of a pullback right now. Um, just keep your eye out on some pullbacks on these. I actually like the cruise lines long term. Uh, the big thing is you need to get Ooh. it at at good monthly prices that's what i've seen at least you can get it on monthly support it hasn't done too bad oh, i mean again boy. i think shop is the word wow. i think you're right i think you get down to those support levels there joe i'm probably going to steal them from you 1480 to 15 you're about 70 cents away from there but that's where you had a lot of lows <laughs> take them dennis i Look mean at- to you joel i just took your levels here you taught me too well <laughs> You taught me too well. Look at look at the upper left chart. Look at the look at the pre market action. Is look that right where it went? Yeah, it oh, already did it, man. Joel Alconan <laughs> levels just work. Yeah, fourteen eighty one pre market low, and then for some reason they jammed it up to sixteen. Then they gave you another shot under fifteen when they went to fourteen eighty nine. It, it's and if you're you look at your daily chart here. There's a wicked candle here between 15 and 16. That day when it just black, maybe it was a market day, good day in the market. Uh, but I like the lower 15s. And then I'd be cautious on saying until it could prove it, you know, it's got a 16 bid in it. You know, you had a bunch of lows in the lower 16 handle. Uh, so maybe that's a little bit new of a trading range here, 15 to 16. But got a couple opportunities to buy it at under 15. Not sure you're going to get it in a regular session. I did see CCL holding double digits here, down 22 cents. That got up to 12.50. That had a nice run, a little bit of a pullback. Nothing jumping out to me in uh, CCL, RCL, Royal Caribbean. Uh, getting hit a little bit on this, but uh, looks like you got decent support at 70 in the cruise lines. And Mitch, you're you're going. When are you going on your cruise again? In uh, late April, I'll be Royal Caribbean, though, not nice. uh, not uh, Norwegian. Uh, Honduras, Mexico spots. It's a like seven day cruise, so that'll be awesome. I got to get be able away. To do the show from the cruise line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing, right? Right in the <laughs> the swimming trunks in the pool, right? And then like I'll, I'll I'll be asking the people in the pool, what 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 crypto do you have? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like you know how it goes. Idea. Let's get to a little bit of let's do hims and hers. A surprise stock that has been moving up and continuing to move. Look at that. That's Hims, the ticker. If you want to take what a look at that, Joel. That you don't know Hims I and her. I trade it every once in a while, and I don't really even know what it is, but I still trade it. It's <laughs> it's products. It's mainly products for like, um, let's say, taking care of yourself. Uh, so it could be for your beard or for other areas to keep it nice and trimmed. 
you know? Uh, Hims and hers. Health. Uh, Q4 EPS at a loss of $0.05 cents beat the loss of $0.07 cent estimate. Sales of $167.2 million beat the $161.17 million. Q1 revenue at 180 high end versus 162 million estimate doesn't look too bad there on their estimates. Also, fiscal year revenue outlooks to a high end of 755 million versus 726.92 million estimate. So, better guidance looking forward. And look at that daily chart, it's mm-hmm. had a really good, nice time since pretty much November. Don't know anything about this company, but the stock's chart is definitely up. And I mean, we've been going up for a year and a half here. There's not a lot of stock charts that bottomed in going back to May of 2022. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, this has turned it around. Obviously, you know, they're doing something right here. Um, 10 bucks is breaking out through that. Yep. I don't like buying breakouts in this market, but this is definitely a stock that if you're buying breakouts on, the trend has been your friend. Or, or you could be, you know, you could be patient, wait for it to come back to 10, right? At all Maybe. those tops into the area. Um, filled uh, uh, 10.06 would come down and fill the gap. It's only, you know, 25 cents away. Establish a 10 bid here. Uh, looking good. Pre-market high, 11.28. But Dennis, the question is, is when you trade this stock, what do you, what do you use for a hedge? In oh, nothing. There's no hedges on some of these smaller stocks. Why well, I probably yeah. don't trade small caps. There's nothing to hedge. Yeah. I like my hedges. I'm trading Chevron. I can hedge with XLE. I'm trading, you know, Walmart. You can hedge with Target for the most part. Right. I like, you know, Coke and Pepsi, Home Depot, Lowe's. There's a million of them. You go to Hims and you're like, well, you're just going on Hims. Yeah, Hims <laughs> or hers. And it's the same If stock. there was a hers out there, then I would yeah. totally. Is there an HERS? <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, they, give me the her stock, and then we they can should totally split the company. Well, I think that's you, you know what they did divisions. was that I think they first started as hims, and then they said, "Why don't we just make hers?" And then it worked out for them, right? I mean, they they they, they knew to like go to to the women's side. Hey, it, this one was a, a X back though. I, I will mention oh, that. Oh, it is. So, this was just on SPACs to, attack. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe some of the SPACs coming back. All right, let's go to Smuckers now. I don't know if you guys are getting uh, your jellies or whatever you need from JM Smuckers. Let's take a look. Q3 EPS, $2.21 beat the $2.12 estimate. Sales of $2.216 billion missed the $2.22 billion estimate. I don't know. What do you guys think about some of these packaged food plays? I'm just putting in full disclosure. I got Canera brands, but I've been looking at some of these plays starting to get a little bit of a move. What do you guys think? Man, you got the pop and then you gave it back. I would just big focus for me. I feel like this it did that last today. quarter. 151. Smuckers. I feel What'd like it say? popped up. I feel like SJM did that last quarter, had a big pop on the earnings and then gave it all back. I feel like it did that. I'm maybe just, and again, I, I didn't look at the charts or anything to see if that's the case, but I feel like it did that just from my memory. And sometimes my goldfish memory can go back further than six seconds. Go back three months ago. Did it do that, Joel? Do you remember that? So that would be... Well, let's go back. We can look in the pro. The nice thing is, and you can show the pro if you want here, Mitch, is how we do that. But the pro keeps all this data. So you go SJM. You go all the way back. Would probably be about November. So bringing it up. I have November. uh, Last earning call on November 21st. Yeah, November 21st. How'd they do? 
I'm just trying. I love patterns. So when you start figuring out patterns, yeah, I make my living off patterns. Well, we don't know what the pre-market action was no, on the twenty-first. Yeah, too, it so. had a it had a two-buck move, but I think you're right. I think it was up like I something like exorbitant was, was amount, six or seven bucks. And yeah, we were like what is it doing up six or seven dollars? So it was November the twenty in the morning of November the twenty-first. You can see the candle. Look at the size of the candle. November twenty-first. Well, we can look at it here. It opened kind of well the previous day was 143 it opened kind of flat went all the way down and then it actually closed strong so maybe i'm getting it backwards maybe it was weak and then went strong but i just remember like a big move in sjm this thing can move sneaky mover let me see if i can uh the the one prior to that one was august 23rd so just to put it in perspective no i could be thinking from six months ago too yeah yeah so i could be thinking from two years ago i could be thinking from my dreams (laughs) and no you just tell the truth you just love the jellies in reality mixed up again yeah that's always a fun thing to do okay guys uh great show today uh i'm gonna i'm gonna hop off go cover some issues on pre-market right. prep plus and uh, back with y'all later on everyone have go a good send day. my kid to school all right you guys have a great one <laughs> go ahead and do what you got to do dennis go take care of little spencer we got to give him to school got to give him to work <laughs> you got to let him know hey man you, you, the only way you get smart is school right you got to get to it all right, have a good one, Dennis. You go Cheers. ahead and take care of what you got to do. We'll get you guys over to live trading. That's going to be starting up in just a few seconds here. But definitely, like always, team, let's keep growing. Let's keep bal- uh, balanced like always. It's never going to go one way in the market. Like yesterday, we got more of that chop action. We've been kind of stuck in a range. We'll see what happens today. Stocks that I'm definitely keeping an eye on, stocks like Microsoft, Google, I talked about those levels that we'll see if we get a bounce Will Tesla remain strong? Will it get to that 220 level today? We'll keep watch on Tesla. Of course, they got their March 1st investor day, and that's after the bell on March 1st. So it could keep running maybe today, even into tomorrow's close. So keep your eyes on that. Not saying that it has to, of course, but something to watch with the catalyst. Will it be the buy the rumor, sell the news effect on Tesla? Like always, uh, there's a double downgrade that I didn't get to mention. Just going to mention it here. Uh, Bank of America double downgrading Dish Network to underperform, lowering a price target to $10 from $30. So just wanted to kind of mention that one. That's all I have for today. But I have a lot of swing trades to talk about on, of course, live trading. And we'll look to get into some day trading action. Was able to nail different trades yesterday, both sides, up and down, just trading within the range. If you guys want to check out all the action, all you got to do is stick around right here. You don't got to go anywhere. We'll get you over to live trading. That's starting up in just about two minutes. You guys come over and check it out. And of course, later today, I have a great guest for you guys on Start Swing Trading. Don't know if you guys have checked out our new, our latest show, Start Swing Trading. Today, I got, of course, none other than Christian Fromhertz on Start Swing Trading. And I got a great week ready for you guys on Start Swing Trading. Today, we'll have Christian Fromhertz. Later in the week, we got on Wednesday, we got Option Mike. Thursday, we'll have Amory Ban. And on Friday, we got Michael Noss, CMT. Stick around, team. A lot to talk about. We got a great week for you planned right here on Benzinga. Now let's get into some live trading action. Stick around. Let's get to it. Let's see what we can find today.